nurses, did you know that there are five rights of a healthy work environment? Well, I made them up, so you probably haven't heard of them yet. So in that case, let's talk about your rights to a healthy workplace right here on episode 109 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone. What's up? And welcome back to The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of The Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career. And as always, I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters at PulseMediaNetwork.com, along with RNFM Radio, The Innovative Nurse Show, Elizabeth Scala's Your Next Shift podcast, and The Gluten-Free RN. And have you heard the news about RNFM Radio? Well, the original band hasn't broken up, but things are just changing. Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala are stepping away from RNFM Radio to launch other shows on the Pulse Media Network, and Sean Dent and Ashley Poffitt are going to be stepping in. They are two dynamic, amazing nurses. We're going to be the new trifecta at RNFM Radio, so check it out. We're going to be launching soon. More new energy coming at rnfmradio.com. Anyway, you can find The Nurse Keith Show on iTunes, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, head over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 109. That's nursekeith.com forward slash episode 109. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to dig into today's topic and move you all right along into the studio. So come with me. So folks, just recently, I was speaking at a nursing conference near Sacramento, California, and I was speaking on the subject of healthy work environments. And I actually wrote a blog post on my blog about that experience over on Digital Doorway that was published on May 23rd, 2017, and it's called The Five Rights of a Healthy Work Environment. In getting that talk ready, preparing my presentation, I realized that the five rights of a healthy work environment have to do with both the physical and the psycho-emotional aspects of your workplace environment, and that you, as a nurse, as a healthcare worker, as a staff person, you have the right to demand that those five rights be met. And I want to go over those today and encourage you and conjole you to start a conversation with your colleagues, your leaders, your executives, your managers about how to make these five rights come to life for you and your colleagues. Now, we've all heard about bullying. We've heard about this amazing scourge that has been visited upon our profession for many, many years, decades, maybe longer than any of us can even remember or imagine, bullying has been around in the nursing profession. Incivility, aberrant behavior, you name it, it happens in nursing. There are lots of theories about it, and I recommend you talk to or read or listen to my friend Renee Thompson at ReneeThompsonSpeaks.com because she can tell you a lot more about bullying than I can because 
She's the national expert. She travels around the country talking about bullying and helping root out bullies from organizations and facilities where they have taken hold. So in terms of the psycho-emotional environment at your workplace, bullying is the first thing that comes to mind. And yes, that does happen between nurses, and that's called lateral violence or horizontal violence. And we've mentioned it here on the show before, and I've written about it over on my blog, Digital Doorway. There's a lot of psychological and psycho-emotional stuff that goes on in a healthcare workplace. This can have to do with bullying, of course, but it also can have to do with stress, overwork, with lack of teamwork and collaboration. It's not just bullying. It's everything that happens in an organization, especially when you have a lot of people, a lot of teams, and a lot of difficult dynamics happening around you that can make things stressful. We have demanding patients and families. We have patients and families who are undergoing amazing amounts of stress in their lives. We can have tragedy, loss, death. There's so many things that can happen that can throw a healthcare workplace off kilter and throw everyone kind of into a tizzy and into a negative space. Now, in terms of stressful dynamics, Healthcare is a stressful environment. We can't really say much more than that because it's true. And when you have high patient acuity, staffing issues, nurse patient ratios that are keeping you running and running and running from one patient to the next without any quality time, and then you have lack of teamwork and collaboration and things not going well interpersonally in the workplace, you have a recipe for disaster. So we hear about nurses whose 12-hour shifts end up being 13 or 13 and a half because there's no humanly possible way for them to get out on time. We also hear about nurses who, for instance, purposefully dehydrate themselves at work because they don't have time to use the restroom. So they figure they're just not going to drink any fluid so they won't have to go to the bathroom for 12 hours. You know what that can do to your body, my friends. Other dynamics that happen is we have an aging population. We have an increase in obesity and chronic preventable diseases like diabetes and hypertension and heart disease, etc. All of these things are adding to the stressors that we feel in the healthcare workplace. And as those stressors increase, as the 21st century continues, as technology becomes more pervasive, even though that technology is supposed to make our lives easier, it can sometimes make it more complicated, can't it? So you throw all these things into the pot. This is a big salad bowl that we're going to mix up of all sorts of factors that can make your life miserable at work, or at least not so wonderful. And you need to take a step back, look at your career and look at your workplace and think, oh my God, what have I done? What can I do to move the needle and change things here? And this is where I came up for my ideas of the five rights of a healthy work environment. So in the blog post that I mentioned, that's over on my blog, Digital Doorway, I mentioned my old pal Joe Strummer and his punk rock band, The Clash. They once had a song on their famous album, Combat Rock, from the early 80s about knowing your rights. You've got to know your rights. And nurses, you need to assert your rights 
every step of the way when it comes to a healthy work environment. Because if you're expected to provide optimal patient care, you need an optimal environment in order to make that optimal patient care happen, right? So remember the five rights of medication administration, in case you forgot, they are the right patient, the right medication, the right time, the right dose, and the right route. And I was actually told at the conference where I was speaking that there are many, many more rights of medication administration right now, but I'm going to stop at those five because there are the five I know off the top of my head, and five's kind of a nice number. We've got five fingers, five toes on each hand, <laughs> five fingers on each hand, five toes on each foot. I kind of like that number, so we're going to go with it. And there's not going to be a multiple choice test at the end of this podcast, so you're, you're off the hook for the moment. So the five rights of a healthcare work environment as created by me that I want to share with you right now are the following, right practice, right relationships, right environment, right leadership, and right livelihood. Now we're going to dig into these five because I really want to unpack this for you and have you begin to reflect on your own career in terms of these five rights that I've identified. So let's begin with right practice. Right practice means that you have the right to practice nursing in a way that works for you. It means that you can practice to the fullest extent of your license in a manner that's professionally and personally satisfying for you and that you can be the kind of nurse that you want to be, that you've always strived to be. In right practice, there's no one trying to strip you of your power. There's no one trying to take away the privileges that you have as a nurse. No one is trying to rob you of your authority, undermine you, or thwart like I said in the blog post, or thwart your mission as a nurse and a healthcare provider. Right practice means that your nursing practice is everything that it can be. And my friends, if you're working in an environment where you cannot have right practice, where you feel like you're putting your license on the line every day, your license is in danger, and you're not being set up to succeed as a nurse, you got to grab your parachute, get out of there, and find a new workplace. So number two of the five rights is right relationships. And this can be a challenge in the healthcare milieu, but it is so important. I feel like relationships are pretty much do or die in the healthcare environment because we don't work in silos. We work in collaborative teams. So when you're in a challenging healthcare environment and you need collaboration, you need teamwork to really make things happen, you have a right to relationships that are healthy, that are supportive, that are kind, that are based on collaboration and compassion and a symbiotic cooperation that helps move things along and make sure everyone can do their job to the best of their ability. So your relationships at work, of course, you're going to find disagreement. You're going to find times where there are differing opinions, where people want to do things different ways. However, when there's disagreement, respect is the common denominator. There is no bullying. There's no yelling. There's no judgment. 
everyone respects one another, hears one another's opinions, and everyone works together to come up with a solution that's amenable to everyone, especially to the patient who's the center of the team. So it doesn't matter if it's the cafeteria staff, maintenance, physical therapists, radiologists, physicians, surgeons, other nurses, nursing assistants, executives, managers, leaders, it doesn't matter. You have the right to positive communication, free of coercion, free of anger, free of resentment and judgment, free of all of those things that make communication difficult. You have a right to relationships at work that really help you succeed and feel really good about what you do. And if the relationships at your workplace aren't working, it probably means the culture isn't working either. So look at your workplace culture, look at what's happening in those relationships, and look at whether you can move the needle for that culture and the communication and relationships where you are, or if you need to find a place where you're going to be valued and treated respectfully. Now, the third right of a healthy work environment is right environment. This has to do with many things. First, there's the physical environment. You have the right to be free of excessive noise. You have the right to be free of injury. You have the right to be free of violence. You also have the right to be free of harassment, intimidation, bullying, discrimination, authoritarian leadership, disrespect, this goes back to those relationships, and any of those other aberrant behaviors that make your environment uncomfortable. Physically, you have the right to a workplace that's ergonomically healthy for you. So if you have trouble sitting at the desk where you work and the chair doesn't work and things just aren't right for your body or your disability, you have the right for your employer to help you out, get you a standing desk, accommodate your needs to make sure that you can be healthy at work and practice in a way that is healthy for you and helps you to get your work done efficiently and comfortably and in a healthy manner. Excessive noise pollution, exposure to chemical agents that can make you sick, all of these things your employer has the responsibility to protect you from, and you have a right to demand protection from those types of exposures that are going to make it unhealthy for you to be there. Now, in terms of your work environment and right environment, you know what? Nurses need to band together and say, look, we can't work 12 hours without a break. We need to be able to go to the bathroom. We need to be able to sit down and actually have a meal and not a bunch of crackers and peanut butter and water on the run in the break room in between patients. We need rest periods. We need the ability to use the restroom, to go to the toilet, to take care of ourselves, to get a breath of fresh air. So my friends, like Pam Cipriano, the president of the ANA, told me in a recent conversation she and I had here in Santa Fe when she was here for Nurses Week, she said that we own the 12-hour shift. Nurses have embraced the 12-hour shift even though 
we are happy to complain about it at all times. Oh, I worked a 12-hour shift. It turned into 13 and a half hours. Oh, I didn't have time to eat lunch. Oh, I didn't even have any water. I didn't use the bathroom for 10 hours. You know, if we collectively decide that this is unhealthy for us, we can demand right environment. We can demand an environment where breaks are mandatory, where we cover for each other. I was talking to some nurses in California recently. They told me that at their hospital, there's actually a break nurse. That break nurse goes around the hospital and relieves each nurse so that nurse can take a break. Can you believe it? It is a mind-blowing thing to many nurses to consider the possibility of actually getting a break and having someone cover for you. If we put our heads together, you know, we've landed people on the moon, we're going to land people on Mars. If we can do that, if we can create self-driving cars, we can create a situation where you nurses in the hospital can actually go to the bathroom and have lunch. Can you imagine that? So that is right environment. There are many aspects to that right environment, and I encourage you to create an environment for yourselves that is physically and psycho-emotionally healthy. Now, the next right of a healthy work environment is right leadership. Now, there's all sorts of different leaders in healthcare. We've got authoritarian leaders. We've got laissez-faire leaders. We have leaders who don't know how to lead. And we have really effective leaders. There are quite a few out there. I've met some in California just this past week. You have a right to be led by leaders who have your best interests at heart and the best interests of patients and the community and the organization at heart. And right leadership is leadership that focuses on employee engagement and employees' success. Because if employees are engaged, if employees are valued, and they are set up for success, everything else is going to fall into place. So at your workplace, think about this. Is your personal and professional growth valued at your workplace? Are you encouraged to grow as a professional? And as leaders take responsibility for this and provide you with opportunities for growth, are you able to take advantage of those opportunities? Or at your workplace, do you feel like you're just so much cannon fodder? Are you just another nurse they're throwing at the problem, and then when things go bad, they're going to throw you under the bus? If you're in a situation where you feel like you're not being valued and honored and respected, you need a different kind of leadership. Now, at your workplace, if there's bullying, if there's aberrant behavior and incivility, what are your leaders doing about it? Do your leaders turn a blind eye to negative behavior? Do your leaders express fear of the bullies? Do they not want to confront them? For instance, let's say there's a queen bully, a nurse bully on your unit, and you've been documenting and bringing complaints to the leadership, but the leadership is so afraid of this bully. They're so afraid of a lawsuit or any kind of labor problems that they're just kind of turning the other way and saying, oh, that's just the way she is. Well, talk to my friend Renee Thompson. That is not what you want to do. And you can demand of your leaders that they take concerted, inspired action 
to move the needle and change things at your workplace. So hold your leaders, my friends, to the high standard of conduct and success that you hold yourself to. You deserve that kind of leadership, and it is one of your rights of a healthy work environment. Finally, the fifth right of a healthy work environment is right livelihood. And that means that you're doing what you love to do in an environment that meets your needs, exceeds your expectations, and supports you in being a successful nurse. So in right livelihood, all the other four rights exist. There's no bullying. Your workplace is free of violence. You have effective leadership. It's a healthy work environment. And you feel, you feel personally and professionally aligned with the mission and the values of the place where you're employed. So when you're practicing nursing and you feel like you're in a state of right livelihood, you are in the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right work and all the pieces have fallen into place. That doesn't mean you're not going to have bad days. That doesn't mean that sometimes things aren't going to go your way. However, in the bigger picture, when you pull the camera back, your workplace is working for you. This means physically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually, and professionally. So you have a right, my friends, to your own right livelihood, and your workplace should really have the fulfillment of your right livelihood as its core mission. Your right livelihood and the successful treatment of your patients and optimal patient care and patient satisfaction, these are equally important because when you have successful, happy, healthy nurses, you have successful, happy, healthy patients. So you can own your right livelihood and you can make sure that you hold your leaders accountable so that right livelihood is something that you can manifest at your workplace. So my friends, these five rights of a healthy work environment, right practice, right relationships, right environment, right leadership, and right livelihood, these are yours to own. These are yours to agitate for, to ask for, and to make sure are yours for the taking. I want you to assess your workplace, your work situation through the lens of these five rights. And I want you to write to me at keith at nursekeith.com and tell me how your workplace is measuring up. If your workplace does not measure up very well, we can talk about strategies for figuring out how to change it or to get yourself out of there into a new place. So use these five rights as your template. Use it as a launching pad. Talk to your colleagues about it. Recognize where those rights are really not being exercised in the way that they could and should be. And then you can speak truth to power and you can agitate for these rights to be recognized. And you can also exit stage left, find a new job, and find a place where these five rights are operationalized. Your healthcare workplace shouldn't see you as a disposable, replaceable cog in the wheel who can just be replaced with another nurse when you get tired out or worn out. New nurses shouldn't be thrown into the fire and you seasoned nurses out there, 
you should have a place where you feel comfortable, where you can practice to the fullest extent of your license and really feel happy and satisfied in what you're doing. So share these five rights with folks, my friends, and make sure that you are moving the needle in terms of your career and working in a place where these rights are recognized. So I hope you enjoyed this little diatribe about the five rights of a healthy work environment. I want you to take inspired action. Do something about this in your workplace and let me know how your workplace measures up. I really want to know what's happening to you out there. And if you want to become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith. You can pledge as little as $2 a month to support the show. That's 50 cents an episode or $5 a month at the minimum to receive a gift from me in the mail. So if you'd like to show a little love for the Nurse Keith Show and support this show financially, I would greatly appreciate appreciate it as little as $2 a month to support the work we're doing here at the Nurse Keith Show. The Nurse Keith Show is, as always, edited and produced by the flawless and wonderful Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com, and social media and promotion are handled by the capable and kind Mark Cappy Spiesen. Post a review on iTunes if you can. I would really appreciate it. It helps other people find the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com and leave me a voicemail right from my website at nursekeith.com. Just click on the red banner on the far left side of every page. So folks, stay positive, agitate for your rights, know your rights, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your nursing career every day, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and fun than you ever imagined. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, stay healthy out there, folks, and adios till next time.